Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 12 minutes to 7 on SENSA Breakfast going for a top of 24 degrees today. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And a huge thanks to Tyre Power. Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. We'll talk some AFL stuff very soon, Bix, but on the uh, talkback line, one 736 736 we say good morning to John in Port Augusta. Morning, John. Morning, fellas. Hey, Bix, do you still catch up with some of the old South Island Crows team, mate? So more than South Boys. There was a lad came down from Solomon Town, your old club, your old Perry club. Yep. At about 1990, Webb played the back corner for South Adelaide. Yes. That by the name of last name. Yeah, Scott Webb. Who was that? Yeah, so. Scott Webb, that's. So he was the son. Because I followed him before. Yep. I followed He played the back pocket in 1990 for South. I think it might have been just after. So I came down in uh, 89, 90, and 91. My three years. He played a little bit after that. He was a left footer. His dad was Brian yeah. Webb, who was the coach of Solomon Yeah, I remember, I remember Brian Webb in the old SGL. Mm-hmm. He was a bit of a legend. He was a bit of a local legend. He like did, your old man. He, he, no, Brian Webb was definitely a legend, and uh, he was yeah. my, my first ever coach. Now, speaking about that, I want you yeah, to keep, right. a, keep a close eye on the uh, the draft this year, John, because there's, right. a, there's a young fellow by the name of Kane McAuliffe, who was the son of John McAuliffe, who was a, a great player at, at, uh, yeah. in, uh, for Central Augusta. That's it. So uh, thanks, John, for the call. And yes, still catch up. Uh, Love having a beer and reminiscing about it all. But life gets busy and don't do it often enough. But uh, it's a good reminder. We still must stay connected. So thanks for that call, John. Uh, Morning, Team Care for Family Cars at Port Adelaide. Bix, you can always keep it on SENSA all day, no matter where you are. Uh, We've got a lot of great shows, including uh, the run home with Kimbo and the Rooch. Just that just reminded me. Um, so John rang up and he, and he recounts about a player. And isn't it funny when you play with people and you would know it with your hockey or whatever, you have this recourse. So I can remember. So he talked about Brian Webb, who was a great player, and he was my first coach. He was number twenty five. Was his nickname Spider? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah Webby. Um, but my wife will say, "Can you go to the shops and get?" You know, milk, bread, and uh, a packet of chips. So I get to the shop and I'm thinking, well, what is it again? Yet yeah, I yeah. can remember the bloke's name and number from 30 years ago. That's, uh, cricketers are very good with that too. Cricketers, I feel, have the best memory out of any athlete. They can remember particular deliveries that they faced or where they scored a, a run. That's, like... You remember Neil Danzy, the late yeah, the great Neil Danzy? He, he, uh, I remember speaking to him about... Uh, he batting with Bradman, and he was saying, "Oh, look! I just clipped one off my legs and pushed it into the gap. For we ran a single, and that was the last ball I faced because Bradman milked the strike for the next, you know, fight. Like he can remember the shot, who was bowling, what oval, and he was, you know, well into his nineties. It's just phenomenal, that isn't it? How sportsmen have that sort of recall. Yeah, I know. I've I've a very strange and selective memory. I've blocked out a lot of stuff, and um, you um, have a very selective memory. as well. I only well, remember the good games. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I remember the bad games. Let's have a listen to Kim and Roach last night because you're waking up to some news, and I don't think it's going to go away in any time soon. Um, the Port Adelaide Football Club and what their future 
future is in the Sandful because of the impending AFL reserves competition. He's Kim on the Roach. Sandful and Port have met. Let's call it a no-blame divorce because the Sandful's got to look after its competition and eight traditional clubs. Port Adelaide's got to look after its development program and its needs in the AFL. They don't match anymore. So it's only a matter of time now. It's now up to the AFL to leave the platform, as we heard West Coast say only last week. They're waiting for this National Reserves. Port will be in straight away, and Adelaide will be close behind them. Yeah, and we flagged this. I know we're blowing up our own tyres here, but we flagged this five years ago, and if there hadn't been COVID, it probably would have been happening already. This is real now. Very Uh, real. It seems to be, uh, unless Adelaide just uh, stays mum on it a little bit more, it seems to have been a bit more of an issue for Port than for the Crows. Uh, let me put it this way. Adelaide is right there with Port, but yep. won't be as vocal. And you can understand why. Mm. So there you go. Uh, National Reserves competition. Still, there's a few loose ends to be tied up in regards to this. Some standalone clubs uh, in Melbourne, you know, like Werribee and the like. You've got teams like Southport in in Queensland. Uh if, if the WA teams join, the travel, you know, and the, the expense of that flying halfway across Australia every week. Well, it does become it. really messy, doesn't it? Over in Victoria, that that's going to be even more so mm. impacted because of, as you said, the, the Gold Coast Suns ended up winning the VFL Premiership. So then most of those AFL teams jump out of the VFL and have their own competition. Mm. And then what happens to those Queensland and New yeah. South Wales teams? Yeah. They're going to have to... Yeah, anyway, yeah. but D- David Koch uh, did speak at the Port Adelaide Best and Fairest on this subject. As you know, the two AFL clubs play under different rules to the other SNFL clubs, which makes success difficult and, frankly, has a detrimental impact on the development of our AFL players. No other AFL clubs have this imposition on their player development. And it is an issue we are working to solve in the new- near future one way or another, okay. and we will solve it. We need to be in the best second-tier competition which allows us to develop our players. Mm. Yeah, so there's the uh, the chairman or the chair having uh, a say there and making it fairly clear where his intentions are. So the, the difficulty for the Sandfall is that Port Adelaide can walk away, uh, and that is okay. If the Adelaide Football Club decide that we want to go the same way. It's a lot more murky because the Adelaide Football Club and the Sample have a, have an agreement in place. There's a, there's a contract in place that they are, I don't know what the term of the contract is, but it's still got multiple years to run. And part of that deal is that the, the, uh, the Adelaide Football Club pay, it started off at $400,000 a season. And I think it might be linked to CPI. So if inflation is running at five or 6%, that can quickly jump up. But let's let's say in the coming years, it's about a half a million dollars. That that gets split between the eight clubs. So uh, there's there's over $50,000 that, that comes out of the budget for Sandful clubs. Now, Sandful clubs are literally running on the smell of an oily mm. rag, most of them. Some have some uh, non-football income streams that are really helpful, but uh, there's a number. There's it, probably a two-tier, comp, you know, sort of, competition where there's others that are ranked much more lowly and in terms of generating income that would be impactful so where do they find four or five hundred thousand dollars to replace the money that the Adelaide Football Club were going to put in that that would be one question or do do the Sandful say to the Adelaide Football Club no 
uh, you've got a contract that's got multiple years to go on it. You need to see that contract out or compensate us for it. So I think with Adelaide and the Sanford, it's a, it's a bit more murky than just walking away. And do you think if both teams end up jumping into the National Reserves competition, uh, they will need to look at list sizes? Oh, absolutely. Because the top-up player wouldn't exist anymore. So well, you'd need to have a, a listed player to play. No, and- no. I think what, what would happen is, this is it's, it's a real complex issue. You'd still have top-up players, but what happens with the sample right now is you get players that want to that get delisted from the AFL and say, you know what, the Sample's a really good place to go and play. It's still highly competitive, really good standard. I'll go play a year or two of good footy in the Sample and maybe get redrafted. If you have a National Reserves competition, players who would normally go and play in the Sample say, no, 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 I'm going to play in the National Reserves competition because that's where the eyeballs are. The, the development coach of Adelaide is at that game watching Adelaide mm. listed players. If I'm playing in that game, I might be able to catch their attention. So I think the National Reserves competition would very quickly become the second strongest competition in Australia. Uh, and at the moment, you could argue that maybe the Sandful is, uh, but I think that would, that would drop off. Uh, and a lot of those players that are exiting the AFL would become train-on players or play, list listed or um, not listed, uh, top-up players for those AFL clubs. So, And, and particularly, uh, you get the opportunity to um, to play your father-son and uh, NGA Academy players and all, all that sort of stuff as well with a bit more control. Matt says on the text line, 0427154166, Port's biggest beef are restrictions on top-up yeah. players. Send Port and Crows to an AFL reserves comp. Remove the restrictions and tell me where these top-up players will come from. With an open checkbook, I'm thinking you can wave goodbye to 30 of the top 50 players in last year's McGarry medal. Careful what you wish for, Sandful fans. That's mm. from Matt. I, I absolutely agree. And, and you, Matt's right. There are a lot of people out there. And, and I'm sort of – I don't know where to fall in at the moment because I'm, I think it will have a detrimental effect on the sample. But there are many, many sample people out there who would say goodbye and good riddance. We don't want this compromise in our competition where you've got all these listed players that, that are full-time players. And one player, Matt Crouch, was earning more than the whole salary cap of a sample club. Mm. Uh, and so I, I understand that. But at the same time, I think it brings eyeballs to the sample. Uh, people like Channel 7 who sponsor the Sample and put a game on TV, if Port and Adelaide were to leave, would they still be will, will they still be doing that? Or will Seven pick up the broadcast of what's happening with the maybe the Port Adelaide and Adelaide Reserves team being on the broadcast rather than broadcasting? There's all these things that we don't know what the flow-on effect will be. So um, this is this is something that Whilst it might seem pretty simple, yeah, let's have a, a national reserves. There are a lot of knock-ons from from this decision and, and how it's made. Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over seventy thousand dollars. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November twelve. You're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Mark Bickley, oh. you know what that means? Yes, I do. Well, we need to head to the news, and straight after that. Elephant in the room. I've heard you've got some controversial things to talk about this morning. Well, there might be one in there that might sort of get people thinking. One out of three. Oh, it's a real good sell there. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. You're a 30, 30% chance of being engaged no, next. No, I'm talking about controversy. Oh. The other two are uh, definitely great talking topics. Ha, ha. <laughs> 
All right, we'll do it straight after this. Good morning.